1: How are you doing there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast.
0: And this is a Staycast from ACAST. We're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the
1: world. Check it out. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for our weekend preview. It's Newcastle United versus West Ham down in London. I'm joined here by Lee Ryder, who will be making the trip with Chris Swaff, um later this week. Lee, Newcastle are going to this game full of confidence. They beat Burnley 2 0. We'll briefly talk about that game as well. But, I mean, it it's not necessarily going to be a tougher test. But I think the message from the cam is that, you know, one game at a time, let's not get ahead of ourselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the way they always try to approach things. But at the minute, I think it's more relevant because they're trying to keep their feet on the ground a little bit. Uh, you cannot win absolutely every game. But, you know, you look at the situation so far for Newcastle this season and they've been, you know, inconsistent in places. But at the minute, they've, they've got a rich vein of form. Uh, four home wins in a row. Um, you know, they've, they've taken points back to back now. Uh, from Burnley and Huddersfield they've put themselves in a great position you know you, you could say relegation is almost um, an afterthought now but they still need a couple more wins um, you know you look at the table it's it's looking really good uh, but the, obviously West Ham will be a tough one you know they held Liverpool um, at London Stadium not that long ago so you know if Newcastle can emerge with anything out of this one that'll be a great result
1: most certainly. Um, I mean, some really good performances um, against Burnley. You would foresee that Benitez would you, do you foresee Benitez changing it, or do you think he'll stick with that eleven?
0: I, I think he he might make he might make a couple of tweaks. I mean, you, everyone was surprised to see Manquillo starting the other night, um, but I think Yedlin might come back in the team. Um, just give him a little rest at the weekend. Newcastle are quite meticulous with the monitor and the levels of the players. The energy and, you know, Matt Ritchie got substituted a few times. Everyone thought it was tactical. It turned out that it was, you know, they were just keeping an eye on his on his levels. There's a certain level a footballer gets to when they become more, you know, at risk of injury. And Rafa Benitez doesn't want, you know, the treatment room is pretty much empty at the moment, apart from a couple. Um, and he doesn't want um, uh, players in there. So you've got to just let Rafa do what he does and uh, if he makes a couple of changes you've got to keep the faith
1: most certainly uh, West Ham were beaten by City in the last game a close game all counts um, I think they went down via a penalty um, West Ham aren't necessarily a bad side but one of those sides have spent a lot of money and really should be further at the table given the amount of money they've spent but the, the, the results aren't really going for them
0: no they're, they're a strange side they always seem to be not far from controversy, um, the fans are always kicking off about manager and managing real things, and kicking off about the, the boardroom. They're not really happy at at the London Stadium. I'm not surprised. I've been down there myself, and it's it's a nice uh, facility, but it's certainly not a football stadium. You're miles away from the pitch. Absolutely miles away from the pitch. Uh, in a football, as a football reporter. You, you need to have um, three three key things to to work uh, to work well on a match day. One is a really good view of the pitch, which you get at St James's Park. You're right above the dugout. Uh, you need to be close to the press conference room, and you need to be pretty close to where the players come out of the mix zone, um, because you, you, you've got a, you've seen it yourself. You, you've got a short space of time to fit getting from the press conference to the interview zone uh, in and. It's um, it's pretty far. It's all all over the place at West Ham, so it's not a good setup for for journalists. Uh, not great for fans either because they can't they get a really poor view of things. So yeah, Newcastle last year won there, so hopefully they can do so again
1: well, on the pitch. West Ham, I've got some decent players though. You know, Hernandez has got a tremendous record against Newcastle. Philippe uh, Arneson is surely destined for bigger things mm. uh, than West Ham in, in the seasons to come. You know, it, they're a very strange side because you feel, in many respects, a bit like Newcastle, like it just needs to click into place and they could run wild, you know. And Newcastle, despite the good form they're in, despite the fact the defence is, you know, brilliant. I think they've only conceded seven goals in the last eight games. You know, they're going to have to be on guard because they have got strikers who, you know, just need, or they've got attacking players who just need one chance and, you know, they'll, they'll put it in the back of the net
0: yeah they are a danger they proved that up here at St James' Park I think that was a game where Newcastle they d- d- fell behind and then they tried to to um, you know probably throw too many people forward and they, they end up getting caught out so this time um, you know Newcastle be I think the thing be pretty tight they'll be p- probably playing for a draw um, I mean Rafa Benitez always says he sets up the win but he'll say he's playing for a draw and um, Sorry, they'll probably go into a plan for a draw, but if they can get the narrow in, then that'd be uh, fantastic from from Rafa. Benitez. it well,
1: is. certainly formation wise, you see it being three centre backs, two wing backs. I mean, the same that we've we've come, yeah, same as to same
0: now. as same formula. It's working. You know, the two centre midfielders have to start again, don't they? Um, Longstaff and Hayden. Be surprised if anything changed uh, on that score. It's a very strange situation for DiArme. Now he's running out of games to trigger the contract. Um, does he want to trigger the contract? That is the big question. He obviously wants to stay here, but he wants a two year deal, and the contract that will be triggered is only a one year deal. He seems to be looking for that extra security. So it's going to be interesting. And they have got to be starts as well. He needs starts. We're told it's three, three more starts. Um, Newcastle obviously not saying much on that um, but I think probably he's a, play, a player worth having next season but if he wants a two-year deal and they won't give him it then I can see him possibly um, going going somewhere who will give him it.
1: Yeah, most certainly still got a lot to offer. Matt Ritchie against Burnham, I fell had like a really good game. He's been very consistent throughout lots of running, kind of finds... Um, well for me what Benitez's side is all about or this Newcastle United under, side under Benitez is all about that effort, that work ethic I thought he was really good obviously got the um, crossing for Longstaff's goal do you see him sticking at that left wing back or do you maybe see him moving back up into midfield and, and someone else coming in?
0: Well Dummett obviously came on the other night so he's got some minutes under his belt so that, that could be one of one when I'm talking about tweaks that, that could, be, could be one of them which he's done a great job uh, on the left Left-hand side of a five-man defence, um, defensively and going forward. I mean, you obviously put the cross in um, for Longstaff's goal the other night. Uh, he, he he skipped through, didn't he, in the, in the last throws of the game, and sadly couldn't find the finish. Uh, but it would have been a goal that would have capped a, another solid display from from Richie. And um, yeah, he's a player that in the second half of the year has really started to show some form.
1: Most certainly, and we've mentioned there Longstaff and Hayden. I mean, what a, what a brilliant pairing they've been. We've mentioned it, I think, several times over the last few weeks. But yet again, I mean, against Burnley, they, were, they just ran the game. I mean, Hayden, you know, the tackles he was putting in were brilliant and and, and obviously Longstaff got the goal and, again, got himself about the park. And there's no sign of um, tiredness from either of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, them two are consistently the players who are running the furthest every game. Um as I say, that actually against Burnley, it was long staffs. Uh, he ran the least out um, that he has done over the past six weeks. Obviously, grabbed the goal, but you know, it's brilliant to see that you know they're just loving their football, and I, I suppose it's a, it's a kind of a testament to them that their, their fitness is is strong, and they'll just be wanting to play as many games as possible.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think if uh, if you go back, it was only two or three weeks ago. I done the article about the under 21s considering a call up, and. I think a few people seen the headline of that story and they got the wrong end of the stick basically, and they were like, "It's far too early." We're to talking about an England call up. They thought we were talking about a senior call up, but let's be honest: if if Sean Longstaff was in the next England squad, senior squad, would you be surprised?
1: It would certainly be an interesting one. I mean, I suppose we have seen Southgate fast track those youngsters who are, who have impressed.
0: So you know what I mean? He's that's that's the level he's playing at now um do you is it getting carried away to suggest a young english player gets his opportunity in a Gareth southgate squad where he's renowned for taking you know the younger players who are are, are clean and fresh ready to learn and go in there and, and do a job and find out what it's all about at, at a national level I, I wouldn't be surprised personally i think he, he might he, they might give him the under 21 uh, call up but whatever happens to him in the next, you know, couple of weeks um is fully deserved. He's a great lad. Um I've I've known him a few years now. He's been, you know, in the academy in the under twenty three setup. Um he's he's got a great attitude around him. He's got a great great background, a great sporting background. Both his mum and dad played sport. Um and, and they, they keep keep both of the lads very grounded. But they're just, I mean, you're talking about Matty Longstaff as well, who hopefully will see him come through the team. Um, but Newcastle United have they've hit the jackpot there. They've got two great young English players. Um, and, it, you know, it's up to them now to to do everything they can to, to make sure that they, they stay Newcastle players.
1: Well, we talk about England and obviously Declan Rice has been in the headlines of late. Many Newcastle United fans making a few jokes at his expense, you know, saying no, he, he wish he would have st- stuck with the Republic of Ireland. Obviously, the squad isn't too far away from being announced. Um, but I guess the, the, the task is that will be keeping Longstaff grounded. And I, but I suppose, you know, speaking to the players, enough of them have said, look, he, he might be 21, but he's got a very wise head on his shoulders.
0: Well, he has. Uh, you know, you talked me very... He speaks very maturely. Um, he's one of the players who's who's come in in the dressing room and he he's slotted in basically because... He knows, because of his background, he, you know he's with his dad, who was a very famous ice hockey player, who's played with all the top stars uh, in this country, and you know both Sean and Matty were around all these big personalities, and you know I covered the the ice hockey for the Chronicle um, for a lot of years, and you know you've got some top players came over at this country, Canadians, uh, Americans who played in the NHL, so. He's been around that environment and he knows exactly how to, you know, conduct himself, when to speak, when not to speak, all that kind of thing. And um, I think Newcastle, they probably don't fully realise it, but they're reaping the benefits of, of, you know, how he was brought up.
1: Mm, Most certainly. Uh, Back to West Ham, do you think Benitez will play a bit more defensively and and kind of let West Ham come at Newcastle and then we'll see them hit, hit them on the counter? Yeah, I mean, that was the... That seemed to be the uh, the order of the day
0: down there last year. Um, obviously Newcastle went behind, but got back into it. survey free kick, um, and then I, th- I think Diarmind um, was it. Atsu got the other goal, so they had a great um, a great win down there. And if they can get anything like that again this time, then you know people will be really will be getting carried away and possibly torn about. Uh, Europa League, and we'll we'll see. But uh, as far as Newcastle concerned, they've just got to get as close to that forty points uh, as possible.
1: Do you think what Benita says, kind of out in the public in the papers and in, in the media about you know one game at a time, every games a cup final, is that the same message you'll be relating to the players? Come on, now we've we've got to get to say the forty point mark, and then um, we can start looking up. He will spell... Out, behind the scenes, he'll
0: spell out to them what 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 they can achieve. I mean, there's still 30 points to play for, so Newcastle could end up with a very respectable position. They've got some hard games, though. They've obviously got Arsenal away. They've got Liverpool at home to come,
1: so, you know... But then, that's it, isn't it? Because they've only got two of the top so-called top four to play. Yeah. So, like you say, there's no reason why they can't go and get a very um, respectable points tally.
0: Yeah, I mean... I mean, Leicester could be a tricky one with Brendan Rodgers coming into it. Uh, Crystal Palace have been in decent form as well, so there's there's some tough games. But they can they do what they did last year and you know claw their way into the top ten? Uh, if they did, then you know, and Rafa didn't sign his contract or didn't get what he wanted, and he ends up going, then that would be an absolute disaster. So. There's a lot riding on these 10 games.
1: Mm, most certainly and I mean it sounds a bit daft but Newcastle only 6 points off West Ham who I believe are 10th. So a win on Saturday and people are going to be getting, you know, the thoughts in their head that the top 10 is achievable and, and looking at the league table and the form they've been in there is there is no reason why not.
0: No, there's not and the Rafa's teams always finish the season strongly. Wherever he's been, they finish the season strongly. So it's going to be <music> Normally you're like fearing relegation or you're looking over your shoulder and you're worried about going to the championship. But um, generally speaking, I think Newcastle fans can enjoy the running now. Um, they'll go down West Ham. Uh, I think it's another sold-out allocation and they'll get right behind them and hopefully it's another you know, uh, win they can celebrate. Um, didn't quite do it in the last... Premier League away game at Wolves, uh, last few settings. So they'll be looking to avoid that, get that out of their heads. But if they can beat West Ham, then it's almost job done.
1: Who are you most uh, looking forward to seeing from a West Ham point of view?
0: Well, to be honest, as you say, I, I'm not. I, I'm hoping they will have a really bad game, you know. And I'm hoping Hernandez doesn't do, doesn't punish us the way he has. So not really looking forward to seeing anything. I'm ho- hoping to see some dejected West Ham players at the full-time whistle and Newcastle, you know, getting the points that they need.
1: Are you looking forward to seeing? You know, I mean, getting obviously getting another one out. He's likely to start. He, he looks like he's been there months, let alone just two games.
0: Yeah, he's uh, every time he gets on the ball, there's a real buzz and a real excitement about him. Um, the last two home games have been fantastic for him probably Huddersfield was a bit better than Burnley but only by the slight margin Uh, but you know you you hope now that well you feel already he's settled in and he's got people like Rondon and Perez around him who are you know fluent Spanish speakers obviously and they they're making his his sort of um, his integration into the club really easy so that's allowing him to play his best form and hopefully that continues at West Ham
1: Fingers crossed. And just before we get onto your score prediction, I just want to ask you because the last two games, um, there's been, there has been weren't any anti-Ashley chance against Burnley. Um, and from my memory, there weren't any against Huddersfield. Um, and it, it's quite an interesting point because that has come off the back of two things, the form newcastle are in, and the signing of Miguel Almiron. Now, do you think Mike Ashley will be sitting there thinking, well, do I only have to sign one player every now and then, and, and that that quells it. Or do you think he thinks this is it now? It you know, the, the kind of discontent has blown over. What do you think he's looking at? Because, as much as we say, he's not that fussed about what fans or what maybe even we write. <coughs> you know, he, he when he's sitting there in the, in the stands and he hears the anti Ch- Ashley chants, especially the ones that were you know in the middle of January, you know, that were, were loud, you, you couldn't not hear them. Mm. You know, he will notice them and he he will notice the difference when he when he next returns. Well,
0: uh, he knows that he knows the score, he knows that it, the fans want to see players uh, on the field investment. They want to see players coming in, they want exciting players like Almirón. Um will it is it enough to get rid of all the unrest? Of course it's not. There's still other problems at the club. There's still big questions that need to be answered by, you know, someone in authority preferably. Mike Ashley um, but the way they see it is that they don't want to be forced into a corner Um, so anything like that they'll just shut down on people Um, so it's it's a frustrating situation there is still answers uh, that that needs to come out but for now Newcastle need to obviously get safe and they need to look at Rafa's contract then they probably need to sign Rondon and as I said the other day you know, season ticket application forms, and a lot of people I know have have renewed. Some people have walked away, but I know a lot of people who have renewed anyway, and they're doing it not knowing who is going to be manager next season. That is an unbelievable amount of faith in in your team to to renew your season ticket, not knowing who's going to be in charge. Um, you know, if if it's not Rafa, you, you do worry who it could be. Brendan Rodgers might have been an option, but he had gone at Leicester now don't know if he would have captured the imagination of everybody, but he would have been someone in Newcastle's thoughts, definitely. And he would have been interested as well. But he's obviously gone to Leicester. Um, Celtic fans obviously weren't happy about that. And you can kind of see why, because he's gone to a mid-table Premier League team. They might have understood him more if he'd have come to Newcastle because of the the potential of the club um, and the size of the club. But realistically now, Newcastle has just got to they've got to get this contract sorted it's, it's, surely they can't mess this up
1: but it's not really as easy as Benitez saying kind of look at the form I'm in look, look this is what we could be because at the end of the day Benitez is, is, is likely to have to move on some things he wants as well so I mean this kind of stalemate isn't good for anyone because not even the good form they're in can, can paint over the the main issue of that their manager is out of contract in, in, in just a few months time
0: yeah I mean as you say it's there's, there's two two sets of people here that, that are involved the board um, and Rafa and he'll be playing a, a very cute game because he might be saying we need 90 million to spend next summer Newcastle might be saying we've only got 20 million to spend and he'll be trying to stretch that out as, by, by demanding more he, the, the kind of settlement in the middle could be, you know, something closer to what he really wants. So there's there'll be games going on behind the scenes in, in all the negotiations. But the most important thing for Newcastle fans is that Rafa Benitez, is his manager in Newcastle on the first day of next season.
1: Do you think Lee Charnley might be knocking well not on the door but maybe giving Mike Ashley a ring and just saying, Look, this is the first this could be the first step. You know, it's been brilliant here yeah, the past few days because let's not forget Lee charlie has been here before Mike Ashley, you know, arrived. So he's seen better times as well. Do you think there's a chance that Lee Charlie might be just saying, "Look, you know, first step, come on, let's 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 make the second step, let's get Benitez signed up, and let's work towards, you know, at least a compromise, and, and then maybe meeting Benitez halfway." Uh, I think
0: from his point of view, his brief is basically finances and. Working within the framework that Ashley's put forward, and I don't think Ashley is swayed by sentiment. He's not swayed by. uh, He's not. He doesn't get. He doesn't seem to be excited by what football fans want to see. Uh, He wants the club to be running a, operating on a certain level, with with a certain budget, and that the pair of them can't seem to see past that because they fear you know making a loss going forward so sadly you know they're not uh, they don't think the same way as we do and that's a a problem for them because if you give them the money to spend if you give them the contract then I'm pretty sure he could he could deliver something pretty special at Newcastle
1: most certainly well we'll ask for your score prediction bear in mind Benitez was in a, a cracker mood in his post-match press conference on Tuesday real smile real gleam in his eye which was missing you could argue a few few months back uh, going in this game fantastic form but West Ham I believe are unbeaten in the last seven at home in the Premier League so it's not going to be easy but Lee can Knight do it? I, th- I think they would have
0: to be on their A game and you know West Ham would have to be on a bit of an off day I think it's going to be a tough one so, I think they're more than capable of going down there, setting up, and you know, possibly coming away with a what would be a creditable draw.
1: Score prediction? I think it's going to be one-one. One-one. Well, there you have it. You can head over to ChronicleLive.co.uk to keep up with all the latest Newcastle in news, including Rafa Benitez's press conference tomorrow, which is Friday, and of course, our live match coverage of the game at West Ham with Lee and Chris Wharf. Down in the capital. Thank you very much. This podcast has been brought to you in association with eToro. Hi there, it's Caroline Foreign from Owning It the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a staycast from ACast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts.